What's up, guys? Welcome back to Yo Christian Podcast. I'm Jared Montana, and I'm with my co-host, Codis here. What's going on, man? What's up? Uh, dude, this is going to be an interesting topic. Uh, the yes, topic of can women be pastors? I'm not too educated on this topic, so I'm going to learn a lot here. Well, so I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I have been internally debating this with myself for the last year. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was doing a, uh, I was doing a youth, or I was leading a youth group or whatever because I was youth pastor then, and uh, and I remember I was like. Okay, guys, so something happened. I forgot what. But anyways, we're like, okay, let's just flip to a random chapter, and we're just going to go with that. And we flipped to First Timothy chapter 2. And, of course, it was this one where I wasn't very well educated, which, of course, I uh, was ready, or ready to admit. But um, it talks about, of course, how women and how, how they're supposed to be within the church and all that stuff. And it's kind of controversial. And so for the last year, I've been wrestling with it, and I finally rested on a conclusion today. So we're making Sweet. a video on it. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I am going to ask you a, would you rather question listeners? Feel free right. to, to, to think about it yourself. You can even, um, you can comment in the YouTube now. You can comment in the comments, what your answer to the, would you rather be? Yeah, do that. I like yeah. that. Now that, now that we yeah. have the oh, comments for all the audio people, by the way, we can't forget them. You know, the main uh-huh. G absolutely. Not. We are, I don't know. We're attempting to go on YouTube now, so we'll see how That's that right. works. So <laughs> if you're listening, go check out our YouTube. If you want and, to watch us talk. Yeah, or just go subscribe. But if there's not a video yet, then it didn't work. But we'll get, we'll get it up there eventually. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other podcasting form. Find mm-hmm. us on TikTok, our socials, or like Instagram, yes. TikTok, Facebook. We only have those. We don't have a Twitter. Um, just yeah, not I, yet. I, I don't really know Twitter that well. But I that's use just Twitter, me. so I, I can maybe say that. Okay, it okay. Um, I got us. So, yeah, let me ask you this question. This really, 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 really important question. You ready? Yes. Okay. So, would you rather watch Jesus heal a blind man or watch Jesus walking on water? Walk on water, I think, is easy because, well, not, it's, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean the way I said it. It's like <laughs> the easiest choice. Because, yeah. like, a blind man, you know, I've seen that false evangelist do it a thousand times on YouTube. So, and plus, I want to see him walking on water. Like that just because like yeah. the storm was terrible, and yeah. then he was just like, "What's up, guys?" Like, yeah, the thing I sent true. you, I, I sent you on TikTok. It was like uh, Peter was a gangster. <laughs> did right? you see that? Yeah, yeah, I sent yeah. You yeah that? No, that I did. One hundred percent. Peter was a gangster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he jumped off, and the, I think the guy sank in the water. Yeah, yeah. I need more faith. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I forgot the guy, that the guy's TikTok was, I shut him out, but I don't know. I mean, like that sounds really cool, but at the same time, like seeing the, the pure joy on a person's face after being blind. And then of course not being blind anymore. That'd be really neat too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know for, for the sake of, uh, of awesomeness, just so like you could say, you know, you saw yeah. it. I, I think I want to go with Jesus walking on water too. Like that, so. That's something like, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, I guess you could. In the right, so you could see another blind man be healed, like maybe, like, yeah, because they do surgeries on that. But seeing it's Jesus true. walk on water, like that'd be so cool. Yeah, you can't deny that. Yeah, facts. Um, so I, I'm just gonna dive into it. No more delay here. We're gonna talk. We're just gonna dive into can women be pastors? Yes. Um, and Codus, I apologize. This is Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-eight. I didn't pull it up. I actually Ooh. didn't reference it. I'm just gonna kind of mention it here. All right. But it's uh, basically just states that men and women are equal. I'm not going to read it word for word. Feel free to look at it yourself. Um, or maybe Codus will have it what pulled it? up. Was it Galatians you. what? 
Galatians three twenty eight. Three twenty eight um, sounds yeah. good. And it basically says that um, you know men and women are equal. So that's what we're going to go with. That's how I'm going to preface this. Um, and then, so let me also start by saying this because this is a sensitive subject. Um, man is not better than woman, and woman is not better than man. There we are equal. There is you know I just want to establish that first. Um, so then I'm going I'm to just start out with the the chapter or the uh, reference in controversy here. It's going to be First Timothy chapter two. Um, this is what it says. And we're going to start with verse uh, 12 here, um, or sorry, verse 11 here. It's going to be, women should learn quietly and submissively. This is the New Living Translation. So women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. So we hear that, and I know women, uh, very uh, strong personality-wise women are probably thinking, well, I'm not going to be submissive. Hear me out. I promise. Um, and then verse 13 it says, for God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve. And then verse 14, and it was not Adam who was deceived. I'm sorry, and it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived, and sin was the result. Um, so I know there's a lot of objections. Okay, so I'm just going to handle that first. Um, so these are objections that I've struggled with myself. Like I said, I struggled with it for over a year, trying to figure out, you know, can women be pastors? Because a lot of my teachers growing up, like a lot of the people I really respect, uh, biblically, that is like their knowledge of it, it are women. And so I wanted, I, this is just my own bias, but I kind of wanted the Bible to say that women could be pastors, just being honest. Um, and so, and this is my objections that I found. So objection number one, um, women were uneducated then, right? So, I mean, that kind of makes sense until you think, of course, that Jesus' disciples were also uneducated. And so they were, of course, men. And so since Jesus' disciples were uneducated, mm-hmm. then that's not really a good argument. Yeah. So, so, um, so then objection number two was that, uh, well, in this time, so Paul wrote the letter, uh, this letter, First Timothy, to Timothy. Um, and so at the time, there was some stuff going on with the church. And basically— Who's Timothy, by the way? Uh, I think Timothy was one of Paul's disciples. All right. Um, and so— Basically, in this, uh, Timothy was in Ephesus at the time, the city of Ephesus, and there was this pagan church, um, and in this in, in, in Ephesus, and in this pagan church, the women uh, were viewed to have authority over man. Um, and so, from my understanding, they actually twisted scripture to believe that um, Adam was the first to sin, and so they used that to say that, of course, women are better than men at that point. And so, it was of course mm-hmm. false. And so, um, and again, men and women are, women are equal according to the Bible. Um, but uh, now here's the, the truth to that objection. Um, so people, or rather, here's the objection expanded. So um, because of that church in Ephesus, people think, okay, well, he's referring to that specific church, like the church next to that pagan church. And so, but here's the thing. Paul never references that branch of the pagan church. Um, and he usually addresses, you know, for his reasons for why he's writing a letter in all of his writings. So that, I mean, yes, there was probably that pagan church, but this wasn't the the clear reason why Paul is writing. Um, so there goes that objection. Now the next objection is First uh, Timothy chapter two could possibly be addressing the husbands and wives rather than men and women, because in the original Greek, like the the original Greek word, it, it's possible that it was misinterpreted. Um, now when you look at the original word, sure it could fit. However, um, in context, that doesn't make any sense. Um, he's not talking about husbands or wives at any point in fact throughout the entire chapter there he's talking about men and women so the context thing doesn't you know or the the mistranslation thing doesn't really make sense either 
Um, and then the fourth objection, this is the final objection I was able to find, was that women in the Bible um, that were held, uh, held leadership roles within the church. And so there's a few in the Old Testament. There's a few in the New Testament. Um, I forget the, the names of the Old Testament ones, but it was like Myram, Haida, and something else, something like that. Um, but the thing is, is the, the Old Testament women that were in leadership, it's not really relevant. Um, simply because in the Old Testament, or sorry, in the New Testament, the epistles call the church the body of Christ. And so when we, since we now live in the New Testament laws or New Testament standards, we live by this saying, which is, of course, the church is the body of Christ and the body of Christ is the church. And so the body of Christ, which again is the church, involves a hierarchical structure, which is unique to the church. And so mm-hmm. whenever somebody like an elder or pastor is a part of the church, we're supposed to follow that hierarchy um, that the Bible lays out for us. Um, and that's actually first Timothy chapter three, um, which is the chapter after this one. Um, and so interesting to note, um, because you know, that's one of the objections, but anyways, so, um, so the new Testament, uh, one of the, the two ladies that are in the new Testament that seemingly held leadership roles, um, was Priscilla and Sophie. And so, uh, the first one, let's just start with Priscilla. So what we do know about her is that she taught with her husband. So with what the Bible says about her, we know that she was with her husband, right? And so, but the Bible doesn't say anywhere that she ever pastored over men. So it's, it's pretty logical to conclude that her husband pastored the husbands and the, she pastored the, the women and children. Um, so then Phoebe um, in verse Romans sixteen twenty one. this is another one I forgot to pull up, but uh, basically it just says that Phoebe is a deacon in the church. Um, and so now I know what you're thinking. Well, she's a deacon. That's leadership. Well, yes, but deacons aren't allowed to teach. And that's in first Timothy chapter three. Um, and so we know that just because it, it goes through first Timothy chapter three, I'm not going to pull it up or anything, um, but feel free to look it up on your own. It talks about pastors and elders, how they're able to teach. And then it talks about deacons and it specifically avoids not uh, stating, or sorry, it specifically avoids. Hello. What words I'm trying to say? It does not say that they are able to teach. There we go. Yes. Um, so deacons can't teach. And so since uh, Sophie was a deacon, it goes to show that she wasn't teaching, therefore she wasn't over or having authority over man. Um, and so just kind of to kind of like wrap it all up here. So Adam and Eve, Adam was, of course, created first, right? So this is just the way that God designed to do it. He wanted to do it. And, you know, God is God. We can't question his reasoning. Why for that? Um, so he did create man first. And then they created Eve to be a helper for him. So on top of that, uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 23, sorry, 22 through 23, and it will be pulled up here. Um, it says, verse 22, it says, For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. So, I mean, it's in multiple places throughout Scripture that wives are supposed to um, be submissive to their husbands. But in such a way that, here's, this, this is the way, best way I can imagine it. So husbands are supposed to love their wives. And it's kind of like a circle, right? So, so husbands are at the top of the circle, and then wives are at the bottom of the circle. The husband has to first love his wife, and then a wife then respects his, her husband. So it's a constant cycle of love your wife, respect your husband. Love your wife, respect your husband. And uh, so just because... Yeah, they don't have to love us. They just respect us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, that's very true. Very, very true. Um, but a, a, in a, a marital context, that's what it, it, uh, it, should, yeah. it should follow. Um, but... To say that, or I guess to, after saying that, I also want to add that uh, so women are, are uh, they're only re- 
restricted from teaching, uh, or sorry, from spiritual teaching over men. That's the only thing that the Bible says that they should not do. So that's pastors, right? Um, but of course, women can still exercise the gifts of the spirit. They can minister, they can spread mm-hmm. the gospel to all the lost people. They can, of course, demonstrate the fruits of the spirit. They can do all these things, right? So going back to a previous thought, cause I, I just remember what I wanted to say a second ago. So just because the Bible says that wives should be submissive doesn't mean that they are viewed as inferior. Um, I know submissive kind of gives that context, but um, just as a wife is supposed to be submissive, a husband is then supposed to take the role of protecting. So like you could look at that the same way and be like, okay, well that could be a negative, both like having to protect multiple people in your family could be a negative, right? Um, Willing to risk your life for them, like jumping in front of a bullet or jumping, you know, all that fun stuff. So like it's, yeah. So anyways, there's pros and cons to each, right? So it's not like, um, it's not like it's a negative thing, but uh, so women of course can do all these things still. Um, but here's something cool for women. And I, I want to, to emphasize this is women are allowed or they are rather better created, better suited. God created them this way for a reason. And it's that they are more hospitable, hospitable, uh, or merciful, loving, kind. Women tend to be all those things way more so or way more often than men. And so mm-hmm. God created women with that in mind so that they could teach women and children better. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed if you ever tried this. But uh, I'm very stern. I'm very direct. And so when I teach the kids, I'm probably too stern. Kids, you have to be loving and, and forgiving. And you have to be able to dumbify things a lot of times. And so I would not be good to teach kids. I just wouldn't. And so I'm probably too stern to where a lot of women would probably think I'm mad at them. I'm not. I'm just, you know, talking. And so I think women, of course, I'm, uh, my views align with the Bible at this point. Women are better suited to teach women and children just because of their mercy, their kindness, their loving, their forgiveness, um, all of these things. And so, but because they're able to do that, like if you're a woman, if you think about it, like you now have the opportunity to change the world through the kids that you are teaching. Mm-hmm. Like if they're I'm, the future. Exactly. They're the future. And like, you, I don't know, like the, if I'm a pastor, right. The, the men or the adults, like their minds are already set. Like they, they're yeah. already set in their ways and they are a tough cookie to crack or like a tough egg to crack. Right. But these kids, they are brand new. They are fresh. They are willing to learn from you, you know, all these things. And so you can teach them how to properly approach life. Like you Mm. can teach them to be forgiving. You can teach them to be kind. You can basically teach them to be such a a person that will change the world. You can teach them um, all these Bible stories and all this stuff. But like, you know, a a grown person is going to hear the story of Noah and be like, oh, well, well, God just killed everybody, uh, you know, because he hated everybody, which that's not the case. You know, um, but you tell a a child that and they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And then, of course, you know, you find the answer you're looking for, whatever answer that might be, whether it be um, I mean, you can be an atheist trying to prove that God does not exist. You'll find that answer. Mm. You will. And then if you're a Christian, likewise, if you're trying to prove that God exists, you will find that answer. Now, granted, obviously, God does exist. um, And I can prove it to you mathematically, logically and circumstantially or or personal testimony. Um, But. Maybe that can be a topic for a podcast another day. But, um, you know, it's your, you, your mind is content with the answers it finds. So obviously there is God, right? And so if an atheist is searching for an answer, they are going to stop once they find that answer, but they will stop digging. So that's what happened with this study for me with women being pastors. Um, there for a while, I, I found the Priscilla and Sophie thing, and I saw that Sophie was a deacon. I was like, okay, well, that's fine. That's it. Like they, she was a leader of the church. Like that's fine. So I was content with preaching that women could be pastors because of that. But because I was content with that, because I found the answer I was looking for, I quit diving deeper into it. 
And then here recently, um, just God kind of told me that that wasn't it. And so I just dove a little bit deeper and I found, of course, that a deacon isn't supposed to teach. So, you know, there's all, you can always dive deeper. So don't let your, just because you find your answer, doesn't mean you should stop looking. Mm-hmm. For example, um, who's the author of the case for Christ? I forget. Lee Strobel. I have um, no clue. Yeah. It's Lee Strobel. He, um, he wasn't content, um, uh, or rather, sorry, he began his journey trying to find, um, basically prove to some guy that Jesus didn't exist. And so he could have stopped along the way, but he didn't because he wanted to find the end all be all truth. And so that's what we got to do in life. You know, you got to, you cannot be content. I think being content is what stops us and in, in our, from ourself, like in our salvation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we're content in our we lifestyle. We shouldn't be content. We should always no. want to grow. We should always want to be yes. more. Yes. Like people are like, Oh, well, Jesus is going to save me. So they're content. Mm-hmm. And they, they aren't asking for forgiveness of their sins. They aren't, you know, pro, uh, professing their sins or like they aren't, you know, trying to improve or live by the commandments. They're just living life how they want to because yeah. they live by this notion of once saved, always saved. And I mean, if you, if you look at it in terms of God knows who is saved and who isn't saved, that is true. But if you look at it in terms of, oh, I said the prayer when I was four and I live life for the rest of my life however I want to, that is not the case. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, so um yeah, don't be content. Strive, strive to live in un- uncomfortable situations. Yes. Um, so, but with that being said, Codus, do you have any thoughts? I don't. No. Yeah. Was uh, what did you think of that? Was it interesting? Did uh, I know you I, said that you? I, I've well never really people. thought of it to be honest. Yeah. I've never really thought about that topic. I guess so. Yeah, I know it's uh, I never really thought about it either until like people, um. We're basically there. I don't know. I started because people are using it to like be like, oh, I'm a man. I'm better than you. And not because I can do this, this and this and this, which obviously is not the case. And yeah. I, I talked about that, of course. But um, and it just kind of confused me because, of course, I view like my wife as an equal. Right. And so it just kind of bothered me how some people thought that, you know, they were superior than the other gender mm-hmm. and stuff. And so that's just how I kind of got started into it, apart from the youth group thing. But uh, but yeah, anyways. But with that being said, my throat's kind of dry now. Uh, I don't have my sweet tea in here. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to have to go drink some in a second. But, I need a sweet tea. Um, yeah, I need it. That's that's my lifeblood in the South. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, so with that being said, go check out our socials. Uh, here soon we're going to update our prices on our website for clothing. Those will be super cool. We're going to have hats. We're going to have, you know, whatever, a bunch of cool uh, shirts, really cheap shirts. Um, and go check out our socials. Like them, comment. Uh, DM us if you ever have any questions. We yes. go live every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday on TikTok, so check that out. Um, and it's going to be after we record podcast, so we'll hop back on a live yes. after we eat dinner, I guess. Because you probably haven't eaten dinner, have you? Not yet, no. Yeah, I haven't either. So. Um, all right, well, with that being said, thank you all for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let me know if you have any you questions. Should, you should end this out in a prayer. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I got nothing right now. <laughs> okay. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, Codus and I allowing us to be together. Thank you for allowing us to dive deeper into your word. Um, God, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to learn. Thank you for allowing us um, the ability to choose and giving us that free will to choose. Thank you for um, your will, despite us maybe not even knowing it at the time. Thank you for allowing uh, or rather having a purpose for us. Um, God, I pray for Codus. I pray um, for his family. I pray that you bless them abundantly. Uh, I pray likewise for my wife and I. I pray that you um, guide us, guard us, and protect us. And for the listeners as well, that you guide and guide yeah. Guide, guard, and protect them. Um, thank you for the listeners. Thank you for bringing them to our podcast. And I pray that we can help them maybe in some form or fashion. 
God, I pray that you use the Holy Spirit to speak through us in all of our episodes um, and on TikTok and all of our different platforms. I pray that we don't mislead people, God, but rather we lead them to you because, God, that's the ultimate goal. And uh, thank you again for all of that and all the things that you've given us and blessed us with and all these things we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for watching. With all that being said, hope you have a great day, night, evening, great car ride, bike ride. Don't hit a mailbox. <laughs> uh, with all that being said, Godspeed. Go Godspeed, that is. <laughs>